The Sue Morgan Podcast, episode 101. Memories. Good morning. Sue Morgan, Sue Morgan. Thank you, Ian. I was waiting for you. Desperately for this phone to ring and you did dead on time. Bless you. Well, one minute past 11. Oh, it don't matter. I've just been for a while. Oh, thank you for that information, Sue. 59 minutes to, I went to the toilet. 59, 50, what, you mean 59 seconds to 11? Uh, no, one minute to 11. One minute to 11. 10.59 yeah. is when you went to the loo. Yeah, when I went to the loo. Well, there we go. That's the information we all needed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hang on, wait a second. There we go. That's the information. Just a little ding there for you. So, welcome, welcome to, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome to another Sue Morgan podcast, uh, episode 101. 101. Room 101. No, that's the copper's number, isn't it? It is, but it's also, isn't it the place... For the podcast episode, yeah. Isn't it the room where everything you don't like's in it or something? You know, there was a television programme, wasn't there? Room yeah, 101, 101, which I think yeah, is... Yeah, I, I wanted into th- that kind of crap. I think it's in reference to um, the book by George Orwell, 1984, I think. Yeah, I think probably. it's a reference to that. Anyways... Welcome. It's September now. We we we've made it into September, Sue. Yeah. And last night, um, we were at the karaoke. Oh wow! Yeah, what a fabulous night that was. Right. Okay. So we recorded a little bit there. So. I'm going to down Blackboard at the corner of the street. Remember, September, me by, oh me, oh my. I'm leaning on the very good. So here is a little bit of audio from last night. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right, so this is just a little um, glimpse from last night. I'm here outside the oak tree with Sue from the Sue Morgan podcast. Hi, Sue. Hey, what? Oh, Sue Morgan, Sue Morgan, Sue Morgan, Sue Morgan, Sue Morgan, Sue Morgan, Sue Morgan. Sue Morgan, Sue Morgan. <laughs> Billy, Billy's here I'm as well. Watkinson. I'm here. Yeah, Billy's I'm here. I'm here. Billy's here. Hey, Billy. Hey, B. A B A B Y baby lovers of all the ones that have been in Gabuzo. Oh, baby love, baby love. We've had one it. Listen, is it podcast come up tonight and all? Crazy Trace. She was here. Uh, yeah, a year, a year ago last time I seen her on karaoke. Was it a year? Crikey, a year, that's yeah. a long time. Right. So, um, what have you sung so far? Um, I did a song because I've just found out that a good friend who used to come on my lives, um, Paula, passed away a couple of days and I've only just found out tonight. And I did Everyone Hurts for it. And then I did The Power of Love, of course, for one of Billy's support workers, Keith, and also to Michael. Yeah, that was good. The Power of Love was good. I'd, I'd not put one in tonight and he forced me up. Yeah, well, that was brilliant. And I've got you live on video and all, a live Facebook. 
Wow, just what I, just what I needed in my life. And Billy, yeah. you did you, Billy, you did. Um, how much is that doggy in the window? I that much in the doggy in the window, and I also saw sweet Caroline, but you weren't here. Then. Early doors, yeah. Yeah. Early doors. Well, yeah. well, you're doing great stuff. Um, good I work as always. That sweet Caroline, and uh, also how much is that doggy? He's not for sale. Yeah, brilliant. R- always good. So now back to Sue in the studio, and where the. Chuffing out with Russell Glassman. He promised me he'd be here tonight. Yeah, but you know... <laughs> Summit must have come up. Something Mad mag- Ross something, will love you anyway. Something magic's probably happening in the Oval in Sutton. Cause traitor. Always... <laughs> He's not a traitor. No, we're gonna get him, We're going to get him on at some point. Yeah, yeah. He's a legend. He, he is a legend. And in his words, ta for a bit! <laughs> So there we go. There we were enjoying ourselves there. That was um, sort of halfway through the night. We were pretty. I was, uh, you know, me and my crew were a little bit subdued, weren't we, to start with? Yeah. But I yeah, think we came into our own right at the end. Oh yes, it was brilliant. Right at the end, the last, the last thirty minutes, we really ramped it up, and um, I did um, pretty vacant again. Uh, rhinestone okay. rounds right round. Rhinestone cowboy. Uh, and yeah. also, uh, what else did we do? We did we did a number of other tunes, but those are the ones. Oh yes, the classic of me and Mister Mrs Jones. Yeah, yeah, we did that. Me and Mrs Jones. Mm. Please don't tell my wife. So we had a good time, um, and it was all good fun. So there we go. Um, I've got um, lots to talk about today, Sue. Lots to talk about. Yeah. What have I got here? Oh yeah, today. It's World Beard Day, Sue. So. Is it? World Beard Day. Your Andy used to have a beard, didn't he? Yeah, he had a beard. So uh, we can remember Andy today. And also, yeah. it's National Welsh Rarebit Day. Do you know what a Welsh Rarebit is, Sue? It's, it's like cheese mixed with milk, isn't it? No, it's not. It is actually cheese on what toast. Yeah, cheese on toast, but they can mix it. My grandma used to make it. You can mix it, but it's basically cheese on toast, isn't it? Let's face yeah. it. Yeah, that's what the Welsh. Here. That's what the Welsh call it. So I thought we'd celebrate the Welsh where I'm speaking like Elmer Fudd now. The Welsh where bit. Um, yes, we should celebrate that today. I, I love it. It's like it's like Frank Sinatra's come back from the dead, isn't it? Yeah, like Frank. Yeah, you feel like falling asleep. Oh, oh, blue eyes. So, do you like cheese yeah. on toast, Sue? Uh, I love it, mm. but I've got a different way uh, because if if I put the grill on, it's going to set the smoke alarms off. Right. So, how do you do it then? How do you make cheese on I toast? Just do the toast. What toast in it? To- in a toaster, just a toaster, because it's got a little toaster, and then uh, just put cheese. Uh, bit of butter on, put the cheese on and then put it in microwave for about half a, half a minute. So you microwave your cheese on toast? Yeah. And does it come just exactly how cheese on toast would be normally if you grill it? It's ni- I reckon it's nicer. Really? Goodness yeah. gracious, you're che- teaching us things today, Sue, that um, I didn't expect. That's unbelievable. No, I just, I just like tried it just, just to see what it could be like and um, I did Michael some once and he enjoyed it, so... Yeah, there we go. There you go. 
unbelievable stuff. So, yes, yeah, celebrating Welsh Rarebit Day. I still can't say it. Welsh Rarebit Day. Um, I love it with mature cheddar cheese, yeah, mm. white bread, and a generous knob of Lurpak butter on the top once you've melted the cheese. And it melts into the cheese, and it's just, Ooh. like, oh, lovely. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, strangely, there's several recipes for cheese on toast on the internet. <laughs> I do, I, it's, it's, that's pretty the easy, probably the easiest recipe. I know yours is a little twist on it, Sue. Um, yeah. But I found one of them here. Somebody's written this. This is an actual recipe on BBC Good Food. And it says, um, cheese on toast, total time five hours. What? A challenge serves one. Takes five hours to make, really? Ingredients. One slice of bread, brown or white. I prefer white, says the fella. One slice of bland cheese. I go for Tesco value, extra mild, really cheap. A bit of butter. Method is, step one, put the bread in the toaster, just like you. Slice some bland cheese is step two. Step three, when bread is turned into toast, check for a hard toasted surface to the bread. Thickly spread some butter on it. Whack the cheese on top and throw it under the grill for a while. Step five, withdraw from under the grill when the cheese has started to melt and bubble a little and eat whilst watching the football on TV with a can of Stella. That is, that is actually the proper recipe on BBC Good mm. Food, but it does say um, total time five hours, so a few people have... Um, there are a few comments here. <laughs> I'm not surprised it didn't burn your last time. Jamie Porter said, best cheese on toast ever. Wow. But Sam said... Great recipe, although the first one didn't come out very nice. I think cooking it for five hours was a bit long. I've come up with I've come up with a new way that's much quicker and tastes better that only takes five to ten minutes at most. I don't watch football, but I could imagine I'd miss the game if I was having to tend to the grill for five hours. And Lorraine sixty six says, Oh no, would have never had the time to make this. Cooking time is far too long. So people have been commenting on it. Yeah, they would do. Uh, last bit of Welsh rabbit chat. <laughs> um, it says uh, popular legend suggests that the the um, meatless based sorry the meat based name. Popular legend suggests that the meat based name for this meatless dish stems from Welsh peasants, for whom cheese was a substitute for meat um, that they could not afford. They couldn't afford the meat. You see. Rarebit has been popular since the 1500s. In Welsh, it's cause pobs. Cause pobs. Translated as toasted cheese. So there we go. And I've got a, a legend. I've got um, a Welsh rarebit legend for you. So you're learning today, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like coming to school. Every day's a school day with Watco. Yeah. A 16th century tale tells how God asked St. Peter to get rid of the Welsh from heaven. Why? Why? That's the nasty thing for God to do. Very nasty. Anyway, anyway, he's God, so he can do what he wants. Uh, So they said, get rid of the Welsh from heaven, as they kept causing a ruckus. Um, Apparently there'd been a rugby match in heaven on that day. I'll munch that dog in the window. I'll munch that dog in the window. Hello, Frank Sinatra. Come back from the dead. Oh, dear. Was that a little burp? That's what we think he was singing. Uh. <laughs> I'm telling you this 16th century tale. 
London's burning, fetch the engines, pour on water. No! Stop! Stop, 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 stop. I'm trying to tell... I've got a Welsh rabbit legend I need to get out of myself. I need to get it out of myself. I am the Please. No! How did the chicken cross the road, Ian Watkins? How did it cross the road? All, all I'll say to you is, Billy, never take up um, a job as a, a stand-up comedian because you... No, because he wouldn't have the wiped the floor. They would do. Well, I'm telling you, this is the last thing on the Welsh Rarebits because it's Welsh Rarebit Day and we're celebrating that today on the Sue Morgan podcast. Room 101. Do you know who I like to, to go into Room 101? Billy. Let's send him to Room 101. <laughs> right. OK. A you know, I've been pushing you last night. I'm... Oh, <laughs> you are. <laughs> what? I did Amory Merman. Ethel Merman wasn't there last night. <laughs> Ethel Merman, are you talking about? There's oh. no business like show business. Oh, business. I don't know what he's on about. A 16th century tales how God asked Saint Peter to get Saint Peter to get rid of the Welsh from heaven as they kept causing a ruckus. There'd been a rugby match on that day. Saint Peter marched outside the pearly gates and shouted, "Cause Pobby." Cause pubs, which is um, the Welsh for toasted cheese. All of the Welshmen and women excitedly tumbled out the gates. For goodness sake, I'm trying my best. No, why not? Don't tell anybody about that. What? About what? What are you talking about? Bloody Barry, you are. What's he talking about? I don't know. I really don't know what he's on about. I think he's been on too much medication. Well, something's going on. Yeah. Billy! Don't tell anybody I'm a bit of Well, the problem you've got is, Billy, that this is a podcast which we put online that people can hear, so you're being ridiculous. He is being stupid. People are just not going to bother, are they? Well, they're not. No, because they won't be able to get through it because he keeps coming on singing absolute rubbish. A load of crap. Yeah. Exactly. Do you know what he's doing? He's sabotaging our podcast. I've just realised he's been trying to bring this down since the day that we started doing this. Yeah, I know. So, so what did St Peter do? He, he he went outside the pearly gates and he shouted out, cause pobby or cause pobs. And all the Welshmen and women excitedly tumbled out the gates like a stampede to the bar at last orders because they're big fans, you see, of the Welsh rabbit. The gates were slammed behind them. Why can't we get back in? Anyway, so there you go. That's that's the legend, apparently. And that's enough chat about um, cheese on toast. I do love it, and now I really want some cheese on toast, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, well, I think that's what I'm going to have as well. Oh, goodness. Yeah, we should do. We should celebrate the magic. Um, yeah. Not just by talking about it, by eating it. Mm. Yeah. We should maybe make some cheese on toast one week and then just crunch the toast on the podcast. That would oh, be better. Yeah, yeah, eating. Yeah, we could do. That would be much better than... Um, than uh, sometimes uh, Billy's tunes. No offence to Billy. Right, okay, moving away from that. I've got loads of I've got loads of Sue's headlines. We only had one last week, and this week I've got a deluge of them. Right, are you ready, Sue? Oh, I'm ready. Are yeah. you ready? 
Are you Are ready you for ready? Suze? Of course I'm ready. Headlines. I've got too many pieces of paper. Oh, here we go. Press the button and nothing's happening. Oh, there it is. That's the end of the bell. Here we go. Oh, that was loud. It's all go, isn't it? It's yeah. all go. Drinking two or more cups of tea a day staves off an early death, a study reveals, Sue. The regular daily brew-ups were found to slash the risk of dying young by up to 13%. A splash of milk and some sugar can also have benefits. Researchers say that even those who guzzle 10 cups a day are less likely to die prematurely than those who avoid a cuppa altogether. This is a bombshell, isn't it? Do you drink tea, Sue? Uh, drink it, but not so much. I like the coffee. Well, it says here you've got to have two cups a day. I, I gave up caffeine in 2010. 12 years ago. So I've not had a cup yeah. of tea for 12 years. I'm going to die early. <laughs> this is bad news. Bad news. There we go. So, yeah, um, the advice from those boffins is to um, is to get, get your tea down your neck. Okay, hard-up Brits turn to panning for gold. What? The cost of the living... I'm struggling to speak today. Do you know the reason why? Because I was out last night, you see. Yeah, I'm not quite. Night, I'm you? not quite on the ball. And do you know what? I was up yesterday from 2am in the morning. I couldn't oh, sleep. God. So from 2am yeah. through until half 12. So that was a long old stint. So it I'm, was. So I'm just trying to get myself together. The cost of living crisis has sparked a gold rush, with people signing up to learn how to hunt for flakes of gold in British streams. Do you think there might be some in the River Morn? I don't know, boys. Are we going down there? <laughs> I think we're off down there. Get the fishing net. Uh... I don't think. I don't. I think that. I think that we're talking tiny specks here. We're not talking like big lumps of gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, punters hope they can accumulate enough gold to sell to dealers. Applications are pouring in for courses run by experts in panning. It involves sieving sediment on the bed of a stream looking for a glint of gold which has washed down from seams in rocks high up in the hills. One course provider said, Since early summer, we have seen a 50% increase in bookings. People are just praying they strike lucky. I did the lottery again last night. I didn't. I, I wasn't the winner of £100 million, so. Oh, yeah. Neither was I. Mind. I didn't put the, I didn't put the couple of quid on. The British Gold Panning Association has also seen a spike in interest. Gold has been found across the UK for thousands of years. The best spots are in the hills of Scotland and Wales. Whilst you're, whilst you're nibbling on a Welsh rabbit. As well as um, the Lake District and the Forest of Dean and the Pennines. So not near here. I do like the Forest of Dean. It's a very nice neck of the woods. So yeah, I'm off panning for gold. That's what I'm doing this afternoon. You'll find me yeah. at the River Morn, um, not too far away from my house, panning for gold. Yeah, and I don't blame you. If you do find some, drop some off, will you? Well, um, you know, charity begins at home soon. <laughs> um, right, OK, telly chef Tom Kerridge, you know him, don't you? I've heard of him, yeah. Has defended charging £87 for a steak. £87 for a steak? Wow, wow, that is a cost to live in. Yeah, well, he's not going to sell many, is he? Well, no. He's comparing it to a luxury Bentley car. He ran into a storm last year 
over the cost of the food in his Hand of Flowers pub, but Tom, 49, said the price reflected the two years of care that went into rearing the cow. He told the podcast he liked to compare his food to a high-end car. He said, You might get a beautiful Bentley with hand-stitched leather interior or something that's mass-market, hugely intensively produced. They both do the same thing. You're both sitting traffic on the M6. You both have to put petrol in, except one has a point of care. So there we go. I'm, I will not be visiting his Hand of Flowers pub and eating an £87 steak. <laughs> no one neither will I. He's got two Michelin stars, though. He's got two Michos. Uh, OK, Grandad has his first Mackey D's at the age of... How old do you think this person was before he had his first Mackey D's? About 85. Very close, 86. Grandad, who oh. has avoided fast food all his life, has become a McDonald's fan after eating his first burger at the age of 86. Michael Miller now wants to make it a weekly event. <laughs> He'd always avoided takeaways in favour of home-cooked grub, but finally indulged when his wife went away to visit family. His daughter, Charlotte Sheridan, 44, took him to a drive-thru where he ordered a cheeseburger. She said it took a few seconds to get his verdict. He did a big gulp and all eyes were on him. Then he had a big grin on his face and said, I love it. Retired milkman Michael said, Growing up, it was always home-cooked meals. Takeaways and fast foods just weren't an option, so I never really considered them. I now like a McDonald's because I found the burger to be really nice. It was reasonably priced, and I was quite taken aback at the convenience of it all. Now I've, now I've been, it's great. I enjoyed it. Michael of Yatley has his eye on a spicy Spanish stack burger next. <laughs> Why is that a news story? Why is that in the papers, Sue? I've no idea. By the way, Sue, historical diseases are making a comeback. <laughs> they not? Yeah. So many believed that uh, these historical diseases uh, were a thing of the past, but they're coming back. Um, things like scarlet fever and tuberculosis are making a return. They're, they're skyrocketing, Sue. Got to be careful. Yeah, I know. Well, we've already tasted a bit of COVID, haven't we? Yeah. Well, that, that was new. That was, like, hot off the press illness. Yeah. These are, like, old school ones. These are, like, the stuff that... Oh, yeah, where we used to, when we were kids, have the TB job and that. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, that sort of stuff. But, you know, a lot of this stuff... Experts claim... Oh, a gout is back as well. Gout. That. Gout is back. That's in your fault. Here we go. This is what it says here. A number of people having to be treated in hospital for malnutrition, scurvy and diphtheria has risen 25%. Um, in one area of the NHS to a five-year high. While social distancing measures during the pandemic saw rates of some infectious diseases drop, gout spiked. <laughs> Experts claim the condition, which affected Henry VIII and causes sudden severe joint pain, has surged due to us scoffing more takeaways during lockdown. See, that old bloke in the last story shouldn't really have gone down that route. I feel a bit sorry for him. Yeah. But gout is back. It's cool to have gout. It's not cool to have gout. Have you ever had gout? No, I haven't. I thought you would maybe have been a prime contender for the gout. <laughs> no, this... I've gone up with my diabetes, look. 
gout, this so-called king's disease, tends to strike in those overindulging in rich, fatty food and alcohol, like Henry VIII. In fact, maybe it's me, Sue. Yeah. It's a kind of arthritis. Uh, sufferers are struck down with severe sudden joint pain that's often hot and features swelling. Visit your GP and make sure you stick to a healthy weight, eat a balanced diet and reduce your intake of alcohol to ease your chance of gout, says a doctor. Polio could be coming back. Um, mumps and measles. Yeah. It's all happening. It's all happening. Yeah, I heard about that. Rickets. Polio. Rickets. Do you remember him? Yeah, Rickets. Rickets. Bow-legged women. It's all happening. It's, it's, it's all coming. It's coming our way. All <laughs> uh, oh, right. Yeah, right. Say that you got stung by. A, hang on. Say you got stung by a jellyfish, Sue. Yeah. How would you relieve the pain from the sting? Um. Well, it's dot leaves, in it. Dot leaves. Now that's when you get. That's when you get stung by a nettle. <laughs> Whatever. What? I'd probably, I don't know. I'd probably chop my foot off. <laughs> dot leaves? <laughs> well, I'm getting it all mixed up, on How can you. What? what you, you're swimming in the sea, you're stung by a jellyfish, and. and the, oh, I need to go and find some dot leaves. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm not. I'm not medically trained, you know. Well, apparently, well, people people did think the thing that you need to do is get somebody to wee on it. Is that it? Well, that's what's. That's what. That's. I think that's that, it. it what? <laughs> get Barry I mean, to wee. Barry's with me. I mean, he, he can. He can urinate on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, what I'm just about to tell you is going to debunk the theory that weeing is a good thing. Go on. Millions still mistakenly believe that when you are stung by a jellyfish, you should pee on the welt. They were fooled in the 1990s due to the, the sitcom Friends in which Chandler wheezes on Monica's leg when she is stung. Three in ten in the UK would urinate on themselves, and one in five misguided Brits would ask a friend or partner to shower them with homemade pain relief, a poll shows. <laughs> However, experts say... Splashing a jellyfish sting with urine is as brainless as the creatures themselves. Jack Willens from the Sea Life London Aquarium, which commissioned the poll, said, It's true what they say. You shouldn't believe everything you see on the TV. Peeing on a jellyfish sting is the ultimate fake news. Chandler, Monica and Joey certainly have a lot to answer for. We advise the public to steer clear of bodily fluids if you're unfortunate enough to get stung. The first thing you need to do is take these simple steps which don't involve urine. Unlucky swimmers should instead find a dot leaf bush and apply the dot leaf to the welt. It doesn't say that, so I'm making that up. Yeah, yeah. Unlucky Copy swimmers <laughs> Unlucky swimmers should instead rinse it in the salty sea water using a stick to remove the tentacles, then soak it in warm water. There we go. Don't we on it. Just do that. Jellyfish yeah. sightings are common during the summer in the UK, but not around Mansfield, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, so here we go. Don't wee on your jet. Next time you're at Skegness and you go in the sea, although it takes hours to get to the sea there, the sea's so far out, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Well, it's a bit too cold when we go down there in October. A bit too cold. A bit too yeah, cold. A bit too cold. Uh, yeah, just, just be careful. And the oh, final, yeah. the final one... I wanted to do a bumper podcast today because because we missed out last week because we recorded one that went missing. So I wanted to do a bumper one this week. Yeah. 
Yeah. The Osbournes are coming back. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, the Osbournes are returning to TV screens uh, with the BBC bringing back their wild reality show to chart Sharon and Ozzy's UK homecoming. It's happening. Uh, yeah, because they've come back to UK, haven't they? Yes, they have, yeah. The couple's antics revealing their chaotic family life behind closed doors became an international sensation when the show first aired on MTV 20 years ago. Remember watching it? A lot of the show, know. a lot of the show was just beeping, though, wasn't it? It's was like it's like the Sue Morgan podcast. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, we all bad language in that. Effin and Jeffin. I think yeah, I think Aussie. I think you could <laughs> I think that you could give um, the Osbournes a run for the money when it comes to yeah, bad language. I'll go, I'll go and stalk them. Right. Okay. Wait a second. I'll give you. I'm going to give you ten seconds to just go on a tirade. Here we go. Starting now. Come on, you fucking. Let's get out here, I can show you how to do a f***ing tally and make good bleeding programmes, you f***ing wankers. <laughs> See, and that, that f***ing daughter and son of yours, they must be doped out, the f***ing heads. <laughs> there you go. That was like an episode of the Osbournes there, because I, be- I beeped <laughs> all those swear words. I'm looking forward to them being back on. I do like I Aussie. I am as well. I love well, it. Well, it's common language. Yeah, yeah very naughty. Forms, yeah. Very common language. And on that note, Sue, we shall say that was good. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the karaoke last night. It was good. Yeah, you did some broadcasting out there, didn't you? Outside. Yeah, we've we've already heard that on the podcast today. Bleeding that because Billy went and uh, done something, didn't he? No, we have. We've heard it. I've I've stuck it in. Oh, have you? Like the magic of editing, Sue. Oh, thank you, my ducky, because uh, we, my good old pal... Because you know, Summer, it's come up on my memories on Facebook that it was the 3rd of September last year. Round the corners of my mind. We went to the first Oak Tree karaoke. Yeah, with yeah, you because we told you about it, didn't we? I told you. You told me about it, yeah, because you went the month before, didn't you? You and your mate. Yeah, and we said like, we were enjoying it, and you came down, and you've been oh, uh, yeah. a regular ever old. since. What's going on? Yeah, it's a year ago. I don't know Lucy. I don't know what she's doing. By the way, just to let you know, a little bit of sad news before we leave, because I know you like to leave on you, know, you leave the Super Morgan podcast on a downer. A bit of sad news for you. Mars, on, Mars bars are in short supply in the UK. Supermarkets have warned. What? Yeah. Um, it looks like um, there's a production issue at Mars's end, which may be causing gaps, and basically you might not be able to get your Mars bars. So, so just let me know that. Okay. Thanks for that. It's That's right. really cheered my weekend up. Sorry. Have a great I'm weekend! I'm saying sorry, it's them nobbeds that make it. It's the Mars people. Yeah. Let that be it. I used to know somebody who worked at Mars. He's a little green fella. <laughs> right, OK, I'm going. See you later, bye-bye! <laughs> See you later, bye! Please hold the line. Hello? You're still there, are you? <laughs> yeah, we're getting wrong again. <laughs> Right, there you go. Uh, welcome to another Sue Morgan podcast, back-to-back episodes. No. See you later. Okay. Take care. Don't have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.